Hello and welcome Episode to the two. Legends of Tabletop podcast. We got a late start tonight, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna give it the old college try and see what happens. I'm gonna kick it over to Todd. We'll get a recap and we'll jump into tonight's session. Oh my! In the war-torn and reality-fractured landscape of the distant future, uh, our heroes have been dragging along this little pack of kids on their way to uh, the power plant in the, on the east, uh, western horizon, hoping that Ula's old clan will take them in because the only other option is to take them into the city where their fate really is unknowable. But along the way, two things of interest happened last session. One was that uh, the old cook from Tunnel City, Night Owl, came out thinking that you were going to Union City and hoping to catch a ride with you all but uh, seemed a little weird when, when she found out that that wasn't where you were headed and just changed her mind, took off again. And uh, the other weird thing that happened was um, the drone that came out. A train noticed watching you guys while you were taking camp at Ulis RV. And uh, the drone turns out to be from Trey's clutch. It sends out a signal that he recognizes as the icon of his clatch. Uh, he goes out and responds by firing a pattern into the ground. The drone tips its wings in both directions and takes off back to the city. So it really seems like his clatch is here in this reality, and they've just made contact. Oh, and then there was that nice little final scene where Ula and Trey opened up to each other literally. While everybody else was asleep inside the RV, they sat on the steps outside up front and Ula opened up her mind giving herself a back door of course and Trey opened up his giving himself a back door of course and uh, she allowed him to enter and place them tell us exactly what was the command or the program that you placed in there Jesse um it was so he's <sighs> all right Without giving too much background and everything into it, because I'm sure we'll get to it a little bit later. I remember uh, that at least some point down the road. It had to be one but, way, right? Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So it was. Uh, it was so that I could in. I could receive data, but not transmit. Okay. Yeah. So you basically just give like Ula a, a bat signal to you or a, a red phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It was. If I remember correctly. Trey stipulated that it had to be one way, and Ula put in a automatic shutdown. Yeah. Yes. Kind of behind the scenes. <laughs> yes. Yep. Like if necessary, she could. Yeah, there's like a failsafe switch. Yeah. Yep. Okay, but while he was in your mind, your your DNI, your it's it's a combination of your you plus your DNI system, plus the millions of nanobots that your consciousness is networked to, it fucking overloaded him. His eyes actually turned white for a moment, and he sort of staggered back. He managed to complete the programming task that he had set for himself, but uh, he's sort of dazed and confused when it's all over and stumbles I back. Took, I, I imagine that it was it was like a system lag where it took, like, I finished the program, and it took a moment for it to put the blocking to put the blockers in but i started receiving programming before like information before the filter was in and it all just kind of 
rush through. Yeah, yeah. There was more to process than your DNI could handle. Exa- yeah, exactly. Uh, which, if nothing else, proves that, uh, as if we didn't know, <laughs> that the unit in her head is a lot more advanced than the unit in your head. And the unit in your head is already pretty advanced. At least okay. from my universe. <laughs> yeah, well, she, uh, I think she watched him, like, stumble back inside. <laughs> mm-hmm, At that yeah. point, he was like, I'm done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, after they uh, disengage and before he walks in, I remember Ula just kind of smirks at him and she says, yeah, it's a little scary in there. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> And so Trey goes back inside, and this is where we pick up. Ula, you're on watch uh, shift. And uh, this is like three or four hours. Um, and what will you be doing? Like, if nothing happens, what are you doing? Um, well, she has her full-spectrum vision gear, so she's probably scanning everything, looking for, you know, any any signs of anything um she's trying to stay pretty alert and awake because she's very nervous right now what are you nervous about what is there not to be nervous about (laughs) um i mean she's just you know she's sort of uncertain about trey's clutch and what that means in her universe right and and, I mean, she's always being hunted, so. Okay. Well, you'll be you'll be pleased to know that nothing does happen. How does, uh, it, has Ula's feelings about Trey himself changed since that little interchange? Um, I think she, she has, um, a, she gingerly trusts all of them to a certain degree. They have proven themselves to be mostly trustworthy. Emphasis on the mostly part. <laughs> um, Trey, she feels like she kind of understands to a degree. They have had some similar experiences. And so while someone with a more, with a less bizarre background might be more disturbed by him, she isn't really. Um, yeah. But she still is kind of like, He's a dangerous weapon, and so I can only trust him, but so far, um, I'm not sure how aware she was of what he was doing specifically, because I think she controls a lot of her, a lot of her, um, like, the nanobots and the stuff that's, like, wired into her. Like, she's not actively programming it the way that he actively programs things, and it's a little bit more organic with her. And so, actually, I was going to ask Trey, like, does when all of that happens and it kind of goes haywire, like, does she pick up on any thoughts, feelings, memories, anything that like is in Trey's mind when he, when all of that happens? I, I don't, at least not. So I think, I don't think so, but the reason is he is very separate from his system, right? Mm -hmm. It like, it control, like, to an extent, right? Like it's it um, it can control his um, you know his chemical levels and his re- it, like it provides him with by like uh, with 
natural things, right? You know, it, and it is connected to his overall nervous system and everything like that. But it's still just a separate computer inside his head. And mm-hmm. I think even the company probably had put like very clear delineation, mainly so that if he were happened to have been like remotely hacked, nobody could take over his body, so to speak. So I think there is that very clear delineation between system and person, at least gotcha. in the physical realm. So whether or not she then, you know, there could be a possibility of bleed over with, um, you know, recorded footage that he has stored, pictures, notes, things like that, more analytical things. Yeah, that's a possibility depending on. You know, how how much the bleed happened back and forth between the system, you know, debuffering. Yeah. So I think it's the opposite with Ula. I think with Ula, you, you got a lot of very confusing impressions, like really quickly. And a lot of it was thought fragments, feelings, impressions, also lots of impressions like outside of her physical self because of the nanobots. Right. Like, so mm-hmm. there's like a, like some dual information there. That's really kind of confusing, but I think you, I think you probably picked up on like, uh, just how well, she's been on the run for a really long time now and living outside was not like where she was comfortable. And so she's very, she's wound really, really tight. And I think you, I think you get the impression that like she she does her best to kind of come across calm and to handle things well. And that's a lot of her training, but like under the surface, it's just like a continual, like, Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. Oh shit. So, so you probably, yeah, you probably pick up on a lot of her. Um, uh, and you can tell like the, the, the hair triggers really um, short, man. Like she, like, she and she doesn't um she ethically really struggles with murder and <laughs> killing and shooting and all that kind of stuff. As a matter of fact, that's why she she got out of doing what she was doing and ran away. So so she doesn't like she's it's like this dual thing of like uh she's she hates it, but she's also feels like she has to be ready at any time to kill someone who's trying to come after her. Right. Okay. So let me pull you back. Let me pull you back to the, to the present moment. Ula, Uh, is is this, can we say this is what you're thinking about as you sit there for hours, as the sun is slowly starting to rise. Um, Nothing is, nothing has happened. Your shift is just about over. The orange sun is beginning to brighten the horizon. You do hear a few noises from the back of the RV. And then you realize it's the kids. Uh, they've woken up and they're crawling out the the other end of the tent, probably urinating in the bushes, rubbing their eyes and looking around. I mean, she will, you know, start dealing with morning whatever she needs to do. Here we go. There's a picture for you. Yeah, she's just waiting for everyone else to get up and she'll, you know morning ablutions and getting food ready. I'm sure they're, I'm sure they're just dealing with rations anyway so it's not getting ready anything so much as like handing it out yeah and they were never really well taken care of before so these kids are pretty accustomed to having to find something to eat and preparing it yourself 
you know, they'll they'll look around, they'll find if you've got some food around, they'll find it. They've got some rations in the whatever you've been using for, you know, like backpacks or bags or whatever. So they're just kind of standing around watching the sunrise and, you know, sharing food. Uh, and you can hear Nash inside. He's starting to wake up. Trey is actually sleeping more deeply than he usually does. If I'm up and Reggie's up, I, I'd probably uh, cautiously give him a shake. <laughs> hey, uh, it's Trey. Trey, you uh, time to get up, bud. The very first thing that happens, I have the little mouser bot. Like, and at this point, it's almost like folded up into a little cube right next to me. And the the red eye in the front pops up, the legs pop out, and it like goes, and it like focuses on you for a moment. And then Trey opens up his eyes. <laughs> okay, Trey, oh, um, you're not at a disadvantage or anything. You do wish you'd had more sleep, though, because mm-hmm. that sort of wiped you out. Um I think I've asked you this before, and I don't remember the answer. Do you dream? Uh, I mean, yeah, everyone dreams, but it's okay. I so think you it's were, you I, were just awakened abruptly, and there's a there's a good chance that you're in the middle of a dream. Were you? Yeah, but it, so I think his dreams are very analytical and procedural. This one, I'm talking about this one. What, what's the last yes. scene in your head, or the last sound? As you're shaking um, away. You know what? Honestly, with what just happened, I think it is a lot of flashes and kind of playing out what the presumption of what happened and a lot of the surreal visuals that he got from Ula. It's, your, you know, your brain his, is trying to process his, this. Exactly. It's his subconscious, conscious, like trying to put everything in chron- chronological order. And like figuring out what happened and fit and filling in the the middle aspects. Yeah, the chronological order doesn't work because it's much more data than you know how to process per second. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, and then suddenly you're opening your eyes and you're looking at Nash, and it's just morning time to wake up. It's just a normal day, and you're like, it's a little bit uh, anticlimactic. Hey, you, almost, you feeling all right, good. man? <laughs> you, you look like you're a little uh, uh, look a little worn out. Think I've ever seen you sleep like that before? Yes. Um. Sorry. Uh. I uh, have a lot of uh data to process at the moment, and I am attempting to reconfigure my system. Uh. I'm not used to going for this long of a stretch without being able to, um, upload and and clear cash. Now the other thing I think might be on Trey's mind is that. It, it, for a little while there, you, you were just starting to get accustomed to this, uh, you know, being without a social group, being without your clatch, uh, being out here with this, you know, r- sort of random group instead of the people that you were networked to. And it was uh, sort of changing your attitude for the last few episodes, I think. And now there's promise that your clatch is out there. Now, they recognize your signal. That's why the drone gave you an acknowledgement. Um, but you know, this isn't actually the reality you came from. That's got to be niggling right, at right? you a little bit. <laughs> wasn't the symbol different too? The iconography for the clash was not the same, right? Oh, um, yeah. well, the icon sent to him was a single violet dagger. 
whereas it's actually six. six violet daggers in a circle is the the clatch icon. Yeah. But then again, he is just one of them. Hmm, fair. Yeah, yeah. Is is this then clearing again, of he's cash? He's not even sure if he ever existed in the first place. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> is is this clearing of cash? Um, is there anything that we can do to help you with that? Is it something you need? Some sort of a purge for yourself? Um, unless I were to go through and uh, just delete uh, data, uh, oh. I I require a mainframe uh, to upload to. Well, hey, I mean, when we make it to the city, right? So, so say you're able to connect and you can do all that. Um, what, what happens if we get like? Do you lose that if we get out of here? Like, if we slip back to our own reality is that data lost for you yes hmm. well, make sure you don't uh offload anything you're gonna need later then i try not to can you do something with my pod to maybe sort of ju- jury rig some sort of mainframe drive as part of my pod let me let me stop you right there you you may want to you may want to say that line and you may want to say something else. This is the first we've heard Reggie speak this morning, and uh, first I want to tell you that um, you always have unusual dreams, but uh, and often there are like memories of Earth and time with your friends and and things that make you feel good even though you know they're not real. Kind of like wishes and hopes, uh, sexual um, nightmares. That yeah, stuff was the, happening too. Well, actually, now it's more like memories of having sexual nightmares, which is subtly oh, different. Dreams um, of dreams of sexual dreams nightmares. Of dreams. <laughs> yes, dreams of dreams of sexual nightmares. Jesus. <laughs> but this one was weird. This one was weird because you don't often dream about like the same world that you're in like if you're in a dream world you don't usually dream about that dream world you dream about memories and home earth and stuff like that but this dream is about this dream world and you're not in a jar you're your full-grown man body but you are naked and you're alone and you're running through the orange war-torn landscape and these fractures those those blue vortexes they keep opening up all around you. You keep turning and another one opens. You're trying to get away from them because every time one of them opens it up, Frank comes through. And you turn and run the other way and another one and another Frank comes through. And now you start tumbling down a hill and there's a vortex at the bottom and Frank comes through. And, and that's when you're awakened. And I just had this. I've, I've been having this that dream. Is that what yep. you're saying? That's the dream that you recall upon waking. Okay. Because, you know, I've been having dreams, too, and I just I thought maybe it, it, it might be beneficial to have uh, if, if that's beneficial for you, maybe something you could sort of use my own tech here. Uh, just maybe sort of like solve that problem. Uh, quite possibly. Uh, we have not yet studied the either how much power your system outputs or exactly how it generates power to begin with. Uh, so. Perhaps if we were able to get to get our hold uh, our hands on some storage in the city, then uh, we could uh, uh, attach it to your system, and that might be uh, viable. There's sure. some excited shouting from around the back of the RV. Uh, Dane caught a rat. Dane caught a rat. 
and he's uh, he's threatening the smaller kids with it just because it's kind of fun. It's got a rat dangling from its well, tail. It, we've got a child who's weaponizing a rat. So maybe <laughs> we should see if we can a maybe utilize this new rat technology, or b maybe stop uh, this <laughs> stop this behavior. Yeah, it's Jack will wander outside because he also wants to check in with Ula. Make sure that nothing happened. Over, Am over I on your back? Night. Am I? You, have you have you uh, donned me? Uh, I, I so I think like as you guys are talking, he probably wanders outside. You know, and then the kids start screaming. Like he was getting ready to head out, and then the kids start screaming. So like while you guys finish up the conversation, he goes outside. So, so, you, uh, so you're probably leaning up against the wall. <laughs> I'm leaning. <laughs> My pot is leaning up against the wall, and I am leaning up against the glass <laughs> of the pot. It's <laughs> like, use me as a mainframe. I'm just trying to, like, solve the problem of your whole, you know, extra cash situation. I... <laughs> the infant classical pose. Yes. Uh, yeah, so the, the kids uh, were actually cooperating, and it worked. They're very excited. Whisper was... Uh, Enticed by Dane and uh, Noah, um, they saw a rat, and they kind of knew roughly where it was. And uh, so they coaxed Whisper into using her powers to call the rat out, and it worked. And Dane then grabbed it. He could grab it by the tail. Whisper is jumping up and down. She is really excited. She, it's, it's baby Reggie she wants to tell this to. I used my power. I, I called the rat, and it came. It came right out. I'm getting better. I'm getting better, Reggie, just like you. I can I can make things happen like you said. Oh, I'm I'm so that's amazing, Whisper. I'm so, oh God, I'm so she proud says of in, you. In an adorable little child voice. Sorry. Reggie like bumps up against the side. He wants to hug her, but he can't. He can't hug her, but he wants to. He sends a mental, a lucid dreamed hug out of his uh, pod and in onto like a he wants her to feel hug the sensation of hug um yeah beat a four for me sure i'd love to beat a four he does he beats if i rolled a five so plus four nine oh yes and the hug is so it's just so reassuring (laughs) she understands my full pride that's exactly true to the extreme reggie gets the first yes and of the night for a psychic (laughs) hug this is a beautiful. I game. want you to receive this psychic hug and know that I am super proud of you. You've done it. This is amazing, Whisper. All She's of this really happy. Incredible She's... work you've done. Now, maybe rats. Maybe we stay away from rats, mostly. But it's a good step. You've done it. Well, Noah says we can eat it. Can we eat it? Um, I think technically yes, we can eat rats. I don't know whether or not it's maybe we should check with Ula as to the uh, nutritional and or viability of rats as a reliable food source in this well, world. Well, it's not it's not super reliable because they're hard to catch, but all these kids have eaten rat before. The oh. lizards are easier to catch, so they've eaten more lizards than rats, but my weird fluid sustains me. So I am no, I'm so I'm Fall well, remember they were lived they were raised in an underground sort of survivalist right town you know yeah but my my whole like concept of food is it's been shaken because of my weird 
situation. Of oh, oh, Nash, that reminds you. <laughs> You've got those uh, roasted lizards on a stick. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, hey, hey, kids, um, I've got some uh, some lizard uh, to, to go along with that, that rat. Uh, <laughs> rat doesn't look big enough to feed everybody. <laughs> Oh, the kids are super happy! Yay! This is—they love this. This is, and uh, Night Owl told you that uh, it was their favorite, and she's not wrong. Yeah, uh, so these it, kids are really fucking happy. This is like their favorite uh, snack food. As they tear into that, he just you know goes up to to Ula and says, uh, "So uh, had had last night go? Uh, any, anything happen after the the drone?" She kind of well. I, I was talking with uh, Trey, and I, we we were trying to communicate. Um, you know, we both have DNI, and it's helpful to be able to uh, warn each other for, with danger. But I think perhaps my system may have caused him some distress. He he, you did you like? And he's kind of like putting his hands together. Uh, connect? <laughs> did because I mean, it's like it's cool. Leslie's laughing. She has a completely straight face. <laughs> I, I mean, like I, 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 like I get it right now. He's like waving his hands around his head. Uh, yes, sort of. That, that's a big step for for him. I mean, she kind of gives him like a quizzical look. Like, well, um, it's useful. And then she turns and walks away. <laughs> now that is a tray ass ass response. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, he just definitely like, that's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> he just he like looks down, kind of like toes the ground, and then like looks at your back as you're walking away, and it just like takes a lizard out of the Tupperware. <laughs> it just starts munching on a lizard, looking around, right. you know, scanning to see if anything's out, and you know, just yeah. I love it. I love it. Uh, and, and then uh, you cut to the the next scene. Where the kids are making a ruckus. This time they've climbed up on top of the RV, and they found that it sounds kind of like tap dancing. Oh, jeez. <laughs> What's not? They they she know what down. tap dancing is. Yeah, the whisker whisper and Max are putting on a show for the other ones. Oh, get down! We don't want to make that much racket. <laughs> Low, lower our profile. Let's lower our profile. <laughs> All right, come here. Let's let's get you down. Nash goes over and like starts. <laughs> I'm like I'm like motioning my hands while you're grabbing the children. Let's come on down. Okay, so Max Max comes over and and uh, and he lets Nash take him down. Whisper just walks up to the edge and steps off, and then just before she hits the ground, she slows down suddenly, and touches down nicely. She has the hugest grin on her face. Um, okay, that's. You're moving. You're. You're. He's looking straight at Reggie. Her. Did you see me? Did you watch me? Did you see me do that? I. I saw everything, and I'm. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna say I'm very impressed. How did you sort of figure that out? I'm gonna do it again. I'm gonna do it again. She runs to the Look, ladder. Okay. Well, maybe just hold on. Maybe just talk it out first before you. Like what? So what did you do? I don't understand what I'm looking at. Like what you've done is quite advanced. I made a I made a magnet. I made myself be like a magnet, and the ground is a magnet, and I'm a magnet. But they don't want to touch, and then it worked. Oh, I see. Okay, I understand that. This because magnets and opposite stuff, and you try to put them. All right, I get it. 
That's quite interesting. Um, yeah, sure. I guess show me again. <laughs> She's looking around. She spreads her arms out like a diver preparing to do some sort of trick. She steps right off. It looks like she's falling, and then, again, just a couple feet before she hits the ground, she slows down, and then, like, the last couple inches, she you can see what she's doing now. She stops the magnet thing, like, just when she's just a couple inches off the ground, and then, boom, she takes a bow. The other kids are laughing and clapping. Reggie's clapping, too, but you can't hear anything. <laughs> there's nothing, there's no noises. That's amazing. I um, I'm very impressed, and uh, again, lots of pride in your progress. Uh, she's just running around and seeking praise from everybody. You know, she'll grab Nash and tug on his pants, and did you see me? Did you see me? And then, like, almost, uh, he's he's like opening his mouth to say, "Yeah, I saw you," when she's already grabbing Ula. Did you see? Did you see what I did? Um, um these kids are a little bit of a handful. <sighs> So Jack looks over to Ula again, and he's like, "I don't. This this won't be a problem, right? I mean, this is this will be fine. You think?" And then he kind of like looks over to Reg, like askance at Reggie. <laughs> Reggie, so I'm enamored. Reggie's enamored that she that she's able to do that, that she's picked up on, on on that nuance rather quickly. You know, that's going to be a bit difficult to explain to almost anyone else besides us, right? You realize that. Yeah, no, I he, probably. I mean, Reggie if we put a bring lot of her work in that. If we bring yeah. her into the city and anybody sees her do that, she will have every corp in the city after her. Oh, fuck, fuck. Um, All right. Also, though, also though, hear me out, and I'm speaking from someone who's I've dedicated quite a bit of time to trying and get as inconsistent as I am. To, to the point of inconsistency that I've reached, the competency that she is showing right now is staggering right. without having a full grasp on what she's doing. But Reggie... Yeah, she's also doing it rather indiscriminately. She walked she, off the top. She, to and she didn't know that she couldn't. She just decided she would. All I'm saying, right, is that there is zero... She's operating right now with no inherent limit, no understanding of a limit that she should butt up against. All I've been doing, my, the, the entire time that I've been aware of this phenomenon, of this, of these abilities, I've been creating walls for myself to bang up against and falling back. She's, she's at a, such a, a critical point. I, it, this, is, this needs to be... I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. This must be what new parents feel like whenever their child shows some sort of like competency or spark or some like, uh, uh, I don't some ability. And, and, and it's like you want to try and help them, but you can't. But the only way to maybe help her the most is to not give her something to slam up against. She needs to continue to explore this. Nobody Reggie, can, you bring nobody up can help her explore this, but you, Reggie. What? Nobody else you, has any idea what this is even like. You're the only one who could possibly help her explore this. Right, but I'm sensing, I'm sensing, uh, I'm sensing a, a desire to maybe hide it, and I, I can't. We can't. I'm not going to hide it. 
I, I don't want her to hide it. My, my, my counsel is to not hide this. Uh, two interesting points, Reggie. Uh, one, oh, you say that she is acting as if there are no limits. I do believe that. However, we know that there are limits, correct? The more stable an existence is, a reality is, the harder it is to affect it. However, she seems to be doing it at will. Correct. This leads me to believe one of two things. Either we are in a dream reality that is highly unstable, or the things that we suspect Wolfram is doing in terms of uh, bending reality and opening up portals is affecting the stability of this reality, allowing her. And if we are to follow that as all things are equal, if she is able to bend reality in this aspect, then so should you. So, Trey, I, I want to say this to you as a I, our time together, you have been able to so accurately put into good into words what I am incapable of doing. Now, that was one of my my concerns here is that it to this point I have felt as if it's been a lot harder. So, I'm wondering if there is some sort of a if there if there is some sort of a thing that's happening with her that I and 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 like my influence might create some sort of boundary for her. So, I don't know I guess what I'm trying to say is I'm tr I'm trying to tread lightly here, but I, I I don't want to I don't want to do anything that is going to sort of stop her right now. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. I realize I've never asked this, and I'm not exactly sure I want to know the answer. But Reggie, are you actually a grown adult? <laughs> Who's to say what a grown adult is? No, that's a that bullshit point. answer. Ooh, I'm so sorry. Richard <laughs> like hangs his head. That's a bullshit answer. Yeah. At that uh, point, yeah. Richard, uh, Trey's you, you, actually going to bring up the hologram video. Remember, he took the video back when we were on the cat planet of oh, yeah. Reggie oh, yeah. teleporting all over the place. Didn't I already change um, that though? I already changed it to a little baby in a in a jar. A different video. <laughs> it's it's a different. Actually, Trey has multiple videos. I have multiple. I couldn't possibly. I, you're right. I couldn't possibly get into all of those files. You're right. I couldn't. It was. All, but, I'll, yeah. but I'll tell you this. Yeah. I'll tell you this, um, Reggie. What feels real to you is this body and this jar. Yeah. Although you have many dreams, which yeah, are dreams of having a, a different body and taking place in different worlds and memories, which often feel quite real. Uh, in which th which these two guys corroborate. So you have way more memories than a baby could possibly have. And most of these memories involve having a man's body. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, yes. Yeah, right. Now, here's, here's the thing. So you believe that you were a baby in a jar. Currently, you are a baby in the jar, right? Ula asks if you were a grown adult, and then Trey backs that up with footage that he's taken now you claim that we have been together this whole time and yet i have video of you as an adult so what does that do um i think well, if you have all of these powers couldn't you just like wish yourself into a grown body 
Mr. Regis kind of the trouble is it's hard to sustain stuff for long periods of time. He has to keep rolling over and over. Yeah, I want to sort of unless. Well, uh, go ahead. (laughs) What if so, uh, Reggie? You have said that uh, it has become harder and harder for you in this. Reggie Reality. dreams a courtroom right now, and I'm on the stand. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just so, like, what are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Reggie, you you said that it has become harder and harder, or for, at least it feels harder and harder for you in order to lucid dream as you have been here, where transversely it has become easier for the child to do it, as we have seen. What if... The reason it is becoming harder and harder for you, because we do know that you have to concentrate in order to sustain a lucid dream. What if the reason it is becoming harder for you is because you in as the baby in the jar form is actually a prolonged sustained lucid dream that you are finding harder and harder to control and therefore you have to put more emphasis on it. What if you are keeping yourself in this form? Okay, that was a lot to unpack but I think what Ula heard and probably Nash too is that you just said we're this whole world is just a dream. You just said, Oh no. Very serious. No, like, Reggie, what if this whole world is just a dream? Well, that's not what Ula took from it. Ula took from it that Reggie is dreaming himself into this form or yes reggie red yeah exactly reggie turned himself from an adult into a baby in a jar and is keeping and is lucid dreaming himself in this form Uh and trying to sustain that is taking more of his mental ability which is why he's finding it harder to lucid dream as it goes on because it's taking up more ram basically if yeah, we were looking at it from Trey's that. perspective. Yeah. Um, that's not a terrible theory. <laughs> are we are we gonna do this again? I, I mean, fuck. Reg, you you're he and he like points at the baby is a man. He we uh, Trey has a video. I mean, I I don't know how I don't know how this happened. I don't know he can <laughs> He can affect things like Trey said. Like, if the world we've been to, this is your world, right? We've been to numerous worlds, uh, and some of them are, you know, they're called dream worlds in our space. Uh, and and he has the ability, much like Whisper apparently has, to uh, affect the reality that surrounds us in those places but if this is a dream i mean i guess that's one thing if if wolfram has somehow impacted the stability like trey said like either one of those things is a problem i mean it's not so much of a problem it's a dream world because then that's this pocket this is a collective dream state of someone a group of people maybe this is just the uh the apocalyptic nightmare of of our time the, the, the just what people feel and you know all the things that have happened and, and all the the strife and everything that this could be a manifestation of that uh 
but he he's not I mean he he is but he's He's like anything. He puts his hands over. Said he's, he's a big dude. Big, you know. He's like, like holding the thing out for his beard. You know. He's like, I, I, I don't know what this is. I, I mean, Trey's right. If if we take Whisper back, and and she just like indiscriminately like flips over a car. Hey, stop doing that. Get guys, leave it. Ah, shit. Um. <laughs> yeah. Um. Noah was picking on Max her. again. Noah had dared Max to have a face slapping contest. He's, he's like a year and a half older than that kid. God, don't just stop it. Now Max like is crying. <laughs> um, is gonna organize them to look for, like, scrounge for anything edible. Basically, there's you know some root vegetables. Yeah, you have been training them to scavenge to look for water and food. So that's something they've been doing lately. They can- let's let's walk and talk, shall we? And we can scavenge along the way. <laughs> All right. Um, there's got to be a word we have for it. The finding game. Let's do the finding game. Yes. Um, uh, well, uh, are you are you like leading them off or sending them off? No, I pre- I presume that we're all starting to head in the direction that we've been heading in, and as we go, she's going to have them looking to kind of keep them preoccupied along the way. So and we then, are continuing you know, west toward the power plant. I think yeah. so. That was the plan, I believe. Hmm. All right, everybody, grab your shit because here we go. All right. Um, yeah, and I I mean I think it's just like. You know, as we're walking and talking and continuing the conversation, he says, Reg, I mean, she's she's a child, right? I mean, they they captured Frank, right? I mean, the power that Frank had to affect what was okay, presumably Reg. our Earth. <laughs> right now. Um, it's funny he should mention Frank right now, today. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, all right. Um, because, you know, they, they, they fucking snatched him. They put him in the blue goo. I mean, like, he he was... I mean, no offense, man, but he was he like I think he could have bested you, maybe. You know, I mean, uh, you, I mean, on your best day, you get him. I mean, I I believe in you. National, uh, uh, all this stuff that that uh, you're saying, and and then and, and Trey, and uh, I don't uh, really know. I, I I don't know what's what. I'm gonna, in, in all honesty, to you, my my best friend. My brother, I don't think I quite understand anything about any of this. Um, so I remember what I was trying to do when uh, everything kind of went haywire. But then I th- then I know that I wasn't uh, able to do it. And then what happened was was this. And I don't know how I got this way. I tried to pay it off. I tried to go along with the idea that everything um, that was happening was as I remembered it. I mean, fuck. I even, I changed, I don't even know what I was thinking. I changed some of Trey's videos. I knew he had more. I'm an idiot. (laughs) Nash. I don't know what, what, I don't know what's happening and I don't know how to get out of it. But, uh, when I see whis- whisper, I'll see what I, 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 I see what's what's possible for someone who 
has, who can st- start from the beginning and know exactly what's possible and can do it herself without anyone telling her what she is or isn't. Uh, I really don't know if there's anything more to it than that. I think I have failed. I think I am here in this position because I have failed. Like, he stops and, like, spins the, the fucking the jar oh. around so we're faced up, like, he, <laughs> like he would be grabbing your head, right? He puts a hand You on can't see tears because I'm in a fluid. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and he says, look, man, you're you're no failure. The bullshit. Fucking Reggie Aloysius Carlisle, man. Like, you <laughs> and me. Like, I'm just kidding. Sorry. Uh, sorry. <laughs> No, no, no. I, I, I don't know what happened either. I, everything was going to shit. I mean, worlds were falling apart. But th- this is, I mean, this is, this is not your fault. I mean, we'll, we'll figure it out. I mean, I mean, if, if you can help her to, to, to be who she can be, that's, that's great. I mean, I, you know, maybe, maybe there's something that, that she can do that, that helps this world with, with with the ability that, that she has that you guys share. Uh, but, but I mean, you can't blame yourself. I mean, there's no. all sorts of fucked up shit that was happening. I mean, this, this isn't on you. Right. But I, I don't, what I'm now fearful for the most is, is exactly what she said for her, where they would take her and then she gets the Frank treatment. And what I am probably more fearful of is that s- stopping her from exploring more, is a worse fate because of the because of the impact she can have if she's allowed to progress uninhibited. Yeah, no, no, I agree. We have already had the discussion where I think as a group we agree it's not a good idea to to take these kids to the city. So this just really underscores that. I mean, Whisper in particular should not be taken to the city. So you're probably doing the best that you can right now by and hopefully Keck and the clan will take them in because uh, otherwise it, I think Reggie's right there's there's no way you can bring this kid to the city she at least has to stay out here well Ula seeing what you've seen um, knowing your people what would you imagine their reaction would be to someone like Whisper and I guess to a lesser extent my, myself <laughs> Now, there are already three little kids that do live with that clan. So they'd have some friends. Can they summon rats and manipulate magnetic fields? <laughs> oh, no, no. Willa, <laughs> um, when, when Reggie asked that, she, she has a very sad smile. Um, uh, uh, Reggie, I, I wish I could tell you something good. Um she would likely be auctioned off to the highest bidder. Which corporation would get a hold of her would be it, it could be a bloody war. You know, them. I, I may have, I'm sorry. I are you talking about your people that we're heading to? No, I'm talking about the city. Okay, so then Those, I'm sorry. And she kind of laughed. She's like. <laughs> I forget. Right, right. No, it's it's okay. I'm not a very good communicator. Um, (laughs) I'm I'm asking specifically about your people that we are bringing these children to now. Well, here's what I will tell you. They are not my people. 
I come from the city. I'm as much of an outsider as you are. They merely tolerated me for a few months because I was useful until I wasn't. She Reggie kind of like orients himself to kind of look back at Trey and Nash and just there's no yeah right. <laughs> I, there's uh, no way I'm okay with leaving her anywhere. I, 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 let me give Ula a brains roll right here. Mm. <gasps> brains roll. Okay. Your highest. I don't even have any dice out. You can tell I was unprepared. Let's see. The sound of me digging through a bunch of metal dice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, brains. Okay. Uh, six. We got a six in there? Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So you know that um, there are three kids already with Keck at that, at that camp in that group. Uh, you know their names, Jake, Gully, and Cha-Cha. They're 11, 8, and 5. They were found by Drill. They live with Keck. You also know that the couple, Elias and Trika, are pregnant, and they will have their kid, like, probably in the next month or two. Uh, And then finally, one more important piece, that Keck's second-in-command, who we didn't really talk to much, she's a little weird and a little standoffish, but her name is Beneficent. She's the healer. She's nano-enhanced. And, uh, oh, yeah, she believes in magic. So, I mean, taking that into consideration, I mean, it would... Ula doesn't have a problem with the other children staying, and she doesn't think that there's going to be an issue. Like, she thinks that the other kids would probably be welcomed. I mean, it's a, a bit of a pain in the ass because it's a bunch of children, but they're pretty self-sufficient, and she's teaching them as they go. But she still doesn't feel, like, terribly comfortable with Whisper just because she has a whole... She basically, she's like, they could never protect Whisper from the corporations. Like, the right. corporations could get wind of her at any point in time, and if they do, they're going to come after her, and those people are not going to be capable of protecting her. That's true. So, yeah, Ula's like, I think, I think she'll be the rest of the of the kids will be fine with them. The problem is, as soon as the corporations become aware of what Whisper can do, they'll stop at nothing, just like they stop at nothing to get to me. Right. I mean, that settles it for me as far as Whisper's concerned. Uh, the kid stays in the picture. Y- yes. <laughs> Reggie just says yes. <laughs> <laughs> to a disembodied voice. Yep. It happens yeah, all yeah, the time. That's, that's, lo- that's long been an established thing that I talk to Todd in character. And <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. one of the voices that Reggie hears in his head sometimes. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't make things easier, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm on board. I mean, we can't. I don't want to put her in harm's way. I mean, we 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 took her from her home, such as it was. I mean, the responsibility is is on us now. And I cannot stress enough how much they would use her, and for their own ends, which I can't even begin. I don't. Understood. Understood. 
it's it's the same <laughs> it's the same where we come from so i guess we press on uh the kids have found some edible roots and uh, a couple small lizards and uh they're getting pretty good at scavenging as you move through the wasteland a few hours go by it's a pretty nice day actually and um and then whoever who is who is out in front nash Nash, you're out in front. You get that queasy feeling. You know what this is. There's a vortex coming. Fluxstorm, Fluxstorm. <sighs> Do I get a sense of, like, is it in front, to the side, to the left, right? Do I get any sort of... Let's do a psyche roll. All right. I'm not adding anything, I'm assuming. Do you assuming. have slip space dynamics? I do not. Okay. Intuition. Yeah, I'll give uh, you that. Oh. I'm on his back. Does that Seven. help? <laughs> uh, actually, I don't know if you can directly help, but I'll also give you a, a psyche roll. Sort of, because you're sensing it, you're feeling it as soon as he does, almost. And you said slip space, slip dynamics? Yeah, psyche roll plus slip space dynamics. Five plus two, seven. Oh, look at seven. Team seven. Team seven. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what? Unlikely as it is, uh, Reggie, you've actually had this exact sensation before and can pinpoint it, which is something nobody that we've met in this reality has so far done. They describe it as a queasy feeling, uh, you know, almost like you're going to throw up. Uh, but you have actually been, it's funny that Nash said flux storm. You have been thrown off course in a few flux storms. And when heading toward the multi multiversal cow, this is the feeling you get in the middle of your stomach. It's the same feeling. This is literally a slip space phenomenon of some kind. And somehow it's connected to the multiversal cow. And you have just enough time to realize that and maybe say a few words when the vortex appears to the right and Nash quickly jumps to there the is. left. <laughs> it's right, it's right um, there. <laughs> let's see. I got, here we go. Um, can I try to close it? <laughs> well, here, let me share it with you and then let me tell you something about it. Okay, so... This is the vortex that I showed you last time, right? It's the same image that I used last time. But stranger still, it's literally the exact same image that you saw last time. And at the front, center, bottom of that image, just like last time, there's a canister. And uh, brains rolls for everybody. Three threes. Nash, you can add intuition. Oh, four total. Six, six, three, five. Thanks. Five this is, is my uh, highest. This is very hard to notice, and uh, and Ula is the only one who notices. Not only does the vortex look the same, the same size, the same color, the hallway back there looks the same. The canister is there. Ula, you notice, and not only is the canister there, it is in the exact same position, facing the exact same direction under the exact same lighting conditions as the image in your photographic memory. This is like a repeat of the previous vortex. Uh, so these are the nanobot swarm in the canister? Mm-hmm. Uh... It's, like a, it's like a video loop. It's like the same fucking thing. She's actually going to run over to Whisper. And she's going to go down on one knee and she's going to just like grab her face, like gently in her, her hands and 
like have her look at her and say, whisper, I need you to make this go away now. Ooh. Wow. Um, whisper blinks uh, and then looks past you, understands what you're talking about and squinches her eyes. Uh, what's everybody else doing? Probably gone up. Um, I don't, Reg, what I, do you think I would put you down? It's probably better to have you I, on me, right? Yeah, I don't think so. I think, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. I, I, I think at that moment, oh, you know, he was on your back because you were moving at the time it appeared. Yeah. So, so maybe I'm like half turned, so like gun up, but like sort of like halfway so you can see. You know what I mean? Right, right. Weapon raised and Trey? Uh, Trey is probably doing similar dropping, uh, at least to one knee. If there's any cover in like the immediate area, kind of buckling up against that and then weapon out, getting ready for whatever jumps out. I think Nash would yell to the kids to like, you know, get down, get away. There's a short cement wall because you're, you're passing what used to be a freeway on ramp. So you can actually get down behind that. It's like, uh, you know, two and a half feet high. So you can duck behind that. Reggie, what about you? I'd be on the same mental wavelength. I'm trying. I'm trying to close this thing and send the canister back. Like not just just to get rid of this. Okay. Um, now you said send the canister back. Well, just undo what has just been done. So I mean, if that if that's like I want the I want the the, the rift closed, but I want the canister gone as well. Okay. And one more brains roll. Brains. Brains. Yeah. Everybody uh, so or just ready? five. Five high. Yeah. Okay. So, um, this is a this is an option that occurs to you. I don't know if you want to do it this way or not, because I frankly don't know which is better. But uh, we did mention this before, so the thought occurs to you: if if like if Whisper was the front person and the other one helped psychically, yeah, you might you might get a plus one out of it. Or if you were the front person and she helped you, but you know, either way. Rather than the two of you both doing maybe different things at the same time. Oh, okay. If so, how about this? If I, I would try. So I, I don't know that I would notice that Ula went and said that to Whisper though. I, I, I would definitely try and help Whisper do that. But if 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 we're uh, if we're separated anyway, and I didn't know. That's my first instinct is to is to is to make all that undo this. I hear you. That's fair. All right, um, so you are rolling, and Whisper is rolling, and everybody else is just sitting there really tense, waiting to see what happens. Uh, Whisper is trying as hard as she can, but no, and her nose starts to bleed, like, a lot. Reggie, what's your, what's uh, my, your roll? I rolled a five, lucid dreaming four, so it's a nine total. That's a nine. Um, okay, so just like last time, you're able to push it away, and the canister remains. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop broadcast network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.